Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and today I have with me my mother Renee. Welcome. Thank you, good to be here. Good to have you. Well before we get talking about our health topic for this month, let's have a word of dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this beautiful day that you have given us. Lord, thank you for life and health and for giving us all of the information because you have told us that you want us to prosper and be in good health. And Lord, we praise you for giving us all of the information at our fingertips so that we can be the best we can be to serve you and to serve others. Lord, we ask that you help us to continue to learn and to continue to look after our bodies that you have fearfully and wonderfully made. And we thank you and praise you for all you've done for us and we ask all these things in your precious, holy, wonderful son's name. Amen. Amen. All right, so today we will be talking about the importance of exercise. Yeah, did you know in the Bible in Luke 13, 33, it says, I must walk today and tomorrow and the day following. So that sounds like we should be walking every day. Yeah, Jesus and the disciples walked everywhere to get to places. Well, yeah, they really had to, didn't they? <laughs> they didn't have cars. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> Even if they did, I'm sure Jesus would have still walked because he knew the importance of being outside and getting that fresh air and that exercise. We're told in the Spirit of Prophecy in uh, SPM one, page 137 to make the most of physical exercise. Yes, and of course, 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. And even medical science will tell you that it's not good to sit all day long. You have to get up and get the blood flowing and so that you're not going into muscle spasms and there's a lot of health issues that you can get by just sitting down all the time. Right. I was taught in my medical missionary training classes that if you have a job where you sit all day, you should get up once an hour and walk for five minutes. Move around, stretch your muscles, stretch your arms, stretch your legs, so you're just not sitting, sitting all day long. Now I realize that there's probably some jobs where that's not possible, but if you can, you should try and do that. That is correct because we'll probably get into this later on, but there are a lot of side effects for when we don't exercise. MH 127.1 says, disease is an effort of nature to free the system from conditions that result from a violation of the laws of health. In case of sickness, the cause should be ascertained. Unhealthful conditions should be changed. Wrong habits corrected. Then nature is to be assisted in her effort to expel impurities and to reestablish right conditions in the system. And what are those habits that we can correct? The next quote says the very thing. Pure air, sunlight, abstemiousness, rest, exercise, proper diet, the use of water, trust in divine power. These are the true remedies. Every person should have a knowledge of nature's remedial agencies and how to apply them. It is essential both to understand the principles involved in the treatment of the sick and to have a practical training that will enable one rightly to use this knowledge. Right. We're also told that we should educate ourselves not only to live in harmony with the laws of health, but to teach others the better way. Child Guidance page 361. So that's what we're trying to do today, is to teach others a better way. 
and to become more intelligent in regard to the laws of life, which we're told in 11MR 187.3. Right. We need to educate people in regard to the laws of life so that they may know how to preserve health. And that's in General Conference Daily Bulletin, January 30th, 1893, paragraph 2. So why? So that they know how to preserve health. And why should they know how to preserve health? Because we're told it's the duty of every person for his own sake and for the sake of humanity to inform himself in regard to the laws of life and conscientiously to obey them. Ministry of Healing, page 128. Also, seven testimonies, 137.1 says, True religion and the laws of health go hand in hand. It is impossible to work for the salvation of men and women without presenting to them the need of breaking away from sinful gratifications, which destroy the health, debase the soul, and prevent divine truth from impressing the mind. So those people who wow. tell you that health is not important and not a salvational issue, here we are told it is. Right. Because if we don't have good health and we don't follow these health principles, then we can have a debasing of the soul. And when we're given that divine truth and that present truth, we won't be able to understand it as easily if we aren't eating right, living right, doing what is right. Well, here's another good quote, Kayla. In KC page 20, paragraph four, it says, you are to apply the laws of life and health to your own taste in violating the laws of health. Even in doing the service of God, you misrepresent your maker. Powerful, powerful. Even when we're doing the work of God, we are violating the laws of health and misrepresenting God because we shouldn't be staying up late to, to do God's work or overworking, being intemperate in that day after day after day. Well, I got to get this done. I got to get that done. We still need to keep obedience in the laws of health. Unless it's an absolute emergency situation. Right. There's always an exception to the rule. But for the most part, a lot of people tend to be workaholics and they just work, 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 work seven days a week, all day, all night, late into the hours of the day and get up early and start again. And that that's very bad. So even if we are working for God, we shouldn't break the laws of health. That's really important. Temperance in all things, we're told. Right. We still have to do it. And proper exercise is one of God's physicians. All of these are God's way of helping us so that we don't have to go to a real physician as often as most people do nowadays. Right. Well, we're told in Councils on Diet and Foods that education should be given on proper exercise. So why? Why would we have to have education on proper exercise? As you said, it's one of God's physicians, and we're told that too in Councils on Health, page 261. So one of the things we're told that proper exercise does is it invigorates the mind. And that is in Healthful Living, page 132, paragraph 2. And there will be an increased vitality, which is so necessary to health, which is found in the same book in the same chapter, on the same page. And not only will the organs of the body be strengthened by exercise, but the mind also will acquire strength and knowledge through the action of these organs. Wow, that's really powerful. So the organs of our body are strengthened, our mind is strengthened, we're getting fresh air, we're getting sunshine, powerful stuff. Also, the more we exercise, the better will be the circulation of the blood, we're told in Healthful Living, page 132. Judicious exercise.
exercise will induce the blood to the surface and thus relieve the internal organs which will promote circulation, giving a healthful glow to the skin and sending the blood vitalized by the pure air to the extremities. Helpful Living Again, page 132. And by judicious exercise, they may expand the chest and strengthen the muscles. So we are helping our skin, our blood flow, our brain, our muscles. All of these things are benefiting us and our skin will be glowing and people will be like, hey, you look good. <laughs> That's true. You know, when I first met your dad before we were married, I was waiting for him to come home because I had arrived at his parents' house and he wasn't there yet. And when he walked in the door from work, he worked outside at that time and his face was kind of ruddy looking and tan from being outside and he looked good. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously you married him. <laughs> right. We know how that ended. <laughs> Yeah, but that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. When you're outside, you have that glow because the sun beats on you. You have fresh air exercise. That's why it's good to go out in the garden. It gives you good exercise. It gives you fresh air and it gives you sunshine. So all of those things are incorporated into it, which is amazing. And moderate exercise every day will impart strength to your muscles, which without exercise become flabby and enfeebled. In a short time, you will so realize the benefit of exercise and pure air that you would not live without these blessings. That's in Second Testimonies, page 533. You know, that is really true because if I have to miss my walk because of rain or something that comes up, can't walk, I mean, I do have a treadmill and I do use that, but I'm just saying, if something ever comes up, I miss it. I feel it. It's like, man, I didn't walk today. I, I Something's not quite right. <laughs> so it's really true. The more you do it, the more you realize the need you have for it. <laughs> right. And I used to hate exercise. I, I admit it. I did not want to walk. I didn't care if I ever walked. <laughs> I did not like it. And then I forced myself to do it because I knew how important it was and that I needed to do it. And now that I've been doing it, well, for many years now, probably 15 years, but now I realize the importance of it and do know that it's part of my daily life. Just start off small. You don't have to do an hour the first day of exercising. And a lot of people can't go very far because they're not used to exercise so just go the amount that you feel comfortable with and increase it day by day and before you know it you'll be walking that hour with no problems right what I uh, recommend to people who are having trouble walking uh, you know I tell them like you said just start out with whatever you think you can do and the next day add one minute and the next day add another minute and the next day, another minute. Because each day you say, well, I can go one more minute. The one minute's not nothing. And you'd be surprised. Before you know it, boom, you're walking. And you need to work up to at least an hour a day and be walking three to four miles a day, not at a slow turtle pace because that's not going to help. you got to get your heart rate up. Yep. And we'll get into that probably further along. But physical exercise, thus in simple language, we may teach the people how to preserve health and how to avoid sickness. So all of these things, Things that we're telling you and we're teaching you is to help you so that you can prevent sickness especially in this day and age when COVID is such a big deal we want to do all that we can to prevent getting sick right and that last quote was SPM 137.2 and I've learned by experience that if we would have health we must take a proper amount of active exercise that's in HR August 1st 1873 paragraph 14 so if we want to have health 
help, we gotta have exercise. Now we're gonna get into what type of exercise is best. There's lots of different exercises out there and we're gonna want to know which is the best for our body. And we're told in three testimonies, page 78, there is no exercise that can take the place of walking. So walking is the best exercise. Healthful Living 130.2 says the same thing. There is no exercise that will prove as beneficial to every part of the body as walking. Active walking in the open air will do more for women and men too, I'm sure. But it says for women to preserve them in health if they are well than any other means. Walking is also one of the most efficient remedies for the recovery of health of the invalid. The hands and the arms are exercised as well as the limbs. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's true. When you're walking, your arms are going back and forth. You're moving them. And if you have someone to walk with, you're probably more active because you're talking and your hands are moving more. But you're in the open air you're walking you're moving and it's beneficial that's amazing how it says that it will help with the recovery of the invalid and I know it's true because I've heard of people saying where they have loved ones who are in the hospital or in a nursing home and they'll take them outside for a walk or put them in their wheelchair if they're able to walk and they start smiling and they seem happier it's because they've gotten outside and gotten some sunshine and some fresh air and some exercise yeah and why is walking the best we're told that in the very next quote in Testimonies for the Church, volume 3, page 78. You want to read that? Yeah, it says, walking in all cases where possible is the best remedy for diseased bodies because in this exercise all the organs of the body are brought into use. That is amazing. Just a simple thing as walking. You don't have to have any expensive equipment. You don't have to go to a gym. You don't have to pay for anything. Just get outside and walk. Yeah, because a lot of people can't afford to go to right. a gym. And a lot of gyms are closed nowadays, too. That's true, too. And even if they are open, they really don't have the windows open and you're breathing in all that stale air. Well, hopefully you're not in there very long, but I mean, sometimes people are in there for hours and hours and doing all this different stuff and those that work there, people coming in and going out and they don't have any windows open and airing the place out and you're breathing in all that stale air. It's better to go outside and walk. Also by it, the circulation of the blood is greatly improved, which we talked about before and a walk would be more beneficial to the health than all the medicine the doctors may prescribe and that's the first wow. one is from three testimony 78.2 and the last one is from health living 177.1 better than all the medicine a doctor could prescribe that's amazing that is very wonderful i mean if you're downright sick sick in bed with the temperature obviously you're not going to get up and walk but there's a lot of times when people will say oh, i don't feel good or i have a headache or they have a cold or some small thing and just get up and go for a walk quit whining and complaining about your illnesses and gripes and <laughs> moaning about whatever's wrong and go for a walk a merry heart does good like a medicine That's the right. bible says <laughs> exactly obviously we know there's times where you can't do that but now let's talk about running what about running you know medical science is now showing that running on a regular basis can produce what's called a runner's heart which is an enlarged heart and running on a regular basis can have a very negative effect on your joints, your tendons, and your ligaments. So it is best for 
adult to run when necessary. Like if you're in a fight or flight situation, you know, trying to catch your airplane or running from a fire or an animal or something like that, of course you're going to run. But we're talking about on a regular basis. There's people who get out and run every single day and that's just not healthy. You're better off to be walking. Yeah, it can also affect your joints and tendons like we were talking about. And a lot of these athletes have to retire at a young age because they can no longer do it because of all of the years that they have put into it and it just wears out your body fast. Right. And the aches and pains, it's just not worth it. Just get out there and walk. You don't have to run a marathon. We're going to talk about lifting weights. A lot of people lift weights and we're told that there's great danger of overdoing the lift cure, which is simply weightlifting. A lot of people overdo it. They do too much. They want all these muscles and I think it looks gross. I've seen pictures of people who do all this weightlifting and they got all these muscles bulging out all over their arms, their legs, their body. It looks nasty. Yeah, it's not that lifting weights is bad. You just have to be careful not to overdo it so you're doing it so much. Right. You don't want to do it too much and you don't want to do too heavy. That's right. not good either. Moderation is the key for this. And there is this quote from 3MR 366.2. She says, there is the lift cure. This, many suppose, is doing a great deal of good. It may be if this is not overdone. But the result has been presented to me. The muscles of some never recover. A strain that is unnatural is brought to bear upon the sinews, muscles, and nerves, which the machinery was not made to endure. So we have to be very careful not to overdo it, but you can do it. Just be very careful. Know what you're doing. Research it out. Have somebody to help you to make sure you're on a schedule that you're not doing too much on a day. You just got to be very, very careful. Right. We're also told there's to be no violent or unnatural strain put upon the human machinery for all the works are very delicate. There is such a thing as injuring the vital organs when the human agent does not understand how or when. And that's in 3MR page 367. So now people will say, well, how do we strengthen our muscles then if we shouldn't be lifting all these weights? Well, in order to strengthen the arms and chest, we have taken excellent movements in scrubbing woodwork, sweeping floors, washing dishes, and washing clothing upon the old-fashioned rubbing board, which we would recommend as far better instrument to strengthen the arms and chest than the back-breaking washing machine. That was Health Reformer, August 1st, 1873. So back in that day, back in 1873, that's what they did to strengthen their muscles. And we can still do some of that today. We can scrub woodwork. We all live in houses that your baseboards get dirty, and your ceiling might get dirty, the trim above, and you can get up there and, and clean it. Everybody washes dishes and sweeping floors. That's obviously got to be done, whether you vacuum or use a broom. So a lot of this stuff is strengthening your muscles. Also, gardening is a really good one. And she goes into this in the next thing in HR, August 1, 1873, paragraph 14. She says, we take movements to strengthen the ankles and muscles of the limbs and climbing the mountains, prospecting and gathering flowers. <laughs> you can get muscles by gathering flowers. Yeah. And frequently we descend with our arms loaded with broken wood, which is scattered plentifully upon the mountains. We are becoming strong by healthful exercise. We enjoy physical exercise after close application to riding several
several hours each day. We sometimes become weary, but we rest and sleep well through the night, and in the morning feel fresh and ready for our day's duty. You know, that's really true because when you get outside and you are outside walking, exercising, whatever you're doing, gardening, you do sleep better at night because you've gotten all that fresh air in your lungs and sunshine, and it does make a difference. Now we're going to talk about when to walk. So we're told in ML 136, paragraph 5, morning exercise and walking in the free, invigorating air of heaven or cultivating flowers, small fruits, and vegetables is necessary to a healthful circulation of the blood. It is the surest safeguard against colds, coughs, congestion of brain and lungs, inflammation of the liver, the kidneys, and the lungs, and a hundred other diseases. Wow, that is amazing to me. Yeah, it really is. So morning exercise is the best time to walk. And a short walk after a meal with the head erect and the shoulders back, exercising moderately is a great benefit. CD 103.3. Because it helps your digestion too. I started that practice, well, quite a few years ago now, but I didn't at first. After a meal, I do go for a short walk. And it really does help you not to feel, of course, you're not supposed to overeat anyway, but it helps with your digestion. The worst thing a person can do is go lay down. Yeah, and also it's very interesting that she makes this distinction that we need to have our head erect and our shoulders back. A lot of people don't have good posture, and we will get into that in a podcast, maybe next month. Anyway, she right. says a walk, even in the winter, would be more beneficial to the health than all the medicine that the doctors may prescribe. So obviously, you don't have to go out if it's way too cold out there and I mean of course people who live in the north can't really go outside too much when it's dead of winter but if you can and the weather is good even in the wintertime walk through that snow well we are counseled that we should get out and walk unless it's raining or snowing even if it's cold we're told to put on more layers now if it's super windy and 20 below no you don't go out in that 40 50 degrees 30 even if people up north are used to that you can dress warm and still be outside I remember you as a child and my other children be outside playing for hours in the snow with your little snow suits on and you had layers on underneath that and hats and mittens I couldn't even get you in the house sometimes it'd be like hey food's ready then you'd come <laughs> hey a good snowball fight is excellent for the muscles <laughs> yeah, that too. a friendly snowball fight right right no ice <laughs> so when we're told to in two testimonies when the weather will permit all who can possibly do so ought to walk in the open air every day, summer, and winter. But the clothing should be suitable for the exercise and the feet should be well protected. So that's just what we said. The clothing needs to be suitable. Obviously in the summer, you're going to wear lightweight clothing and it needs to be 100% cotton. Again, you don't want to be wearing all this polyester and all these mixed fabrics because they make it so the body can't breathe and you don't want to be out there in the summertime wearing that kind of stuff and not having your pores be able to breathe. Right. So anyway, now let's talk about where to walk. Well, we've kind of been talking about that throughout this thing and oh, yes. the best thing we can do is we should practice exercising out of doors to walk and do gardening and do all that stuff and that's found in three testimonies 78.1 so when we go outside then that is a wonderful exercise because we're getting all those benefits which we talked about before you're getting sunshine fresh air and exercise that's three things all at once yeah and it says those who accustom 
themselves to proper exercise in the open air will generally have good and vigorous circulation. ML 136, paragraph 4 and paragraph 6 says, go out and exercise in the open air every day, even though some things indoors have to be neglected. So ignore something indoors and get out there and walk. Our health is more important. Those other things can be put aside for another time. Exactly. What's more important? If we don't have our health, we won't be able to do the other things that we have to do indoors. So it's really about prioritizing and making it a priority, which it is a very important priority. And why outdoors? Well, we kind of touched on this, but let's get into it deeper. 2T533.1 says, by active exercise in the open air every day, the liver, kidneys, and lungs also will be strengthened to perform their work. Bring to your aid the power of the will, which will resist cold and will give energy to the nervous system. Amen. That's a great quote. Now we touched on this too, but here's the quote about why not in a gym like 24 Fitness, Valleys, Gold Gyms, or other gyms. Well, the quote says, rooms that are not freely ventilated daily are not fit for use, not admitting pure air and the rays of the sun. It is dangerous to health and life until the outside air shall have circulated through them for several hours. Every room should be thoroughly ventilated every day. Every room should be daily thrown open to the healthful rays of the sun and the purifying air should be invited in. This will be a preventative of disease. The confined air of unventilated rooms meets us with sickening odors of mildew and the impurities exhaled by its inmates are poisonous to the system. So that's why it's not good to be in a gym exercising unless they air it out for several hours every day or have their windows open. It's really can cause disease and make one sick to be inhaling everybody else's there. Now that would be a really great idea to have an open concept gym where you have that natural sunlight coming in, you have the windows open, have walking paths, have gardening, just have this extraordinary building where you could do that when in case of rain or bad snow you can have the indoor options. Well you know that reminds me my medical missionary teacher told me that when she lived in California she got an invitation to go to this gym by a friend and she's like nah I, I don't really like to go to gyms and they're like why 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 and they kept pushing her and she didn't want to hurt their feelings or insult them but she finally came out and told them why and and shared this these reasons with and they said wow we never thought of that so they had this big garage door like in the back of the building and they started leaving it cracked like an inch so that fresh air would constantly be coming in and they did that because of what she shared with them that was amazing of course they locked it up at night but when they were there during the day they started leaving it open so nothing could really get in no animals no dog or cat or anything like that but yet the fresh air was coming in that's really good yeah it was well studies show that exercise outdoors in the sunshine can also strengthen our heart a hundred times more than working out in a gym. According to studies, exercising outdoors has a more positive effect on the heart. That's very interesting. Right. A hundred times more. Wow. That's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> so if you do go to a gym, try to get outside as well in that fresh air. Now we touched about this a little bit, but here is the exact quotes about how we should have good posture when we walk and how to walk and a brisk walk. So 
in HR November 1, 1880 and CD 103.1 and 2nd Testimonies 530.2. Here's all of the quotes. She says, taking a brisk walk in the open air and a short walk after the meal with the head erect and shoulders back. Even when you're doing a brisk walk, when you're not doing your digestion walk, when you're walking and you're exercising, you need to have that good posture with your head erect and your shoulders back because good posture is also good health. Brisk yet not violent exercise in the open air with cheerfulness of spirits will promote the circulation, giving a healthful glow to the skin and sending the blood vitalized by the pure air to the extremities. So this is also very important, our attitude going into the exercise. We said this, a merry heart does good like a medicine and that's for in every instance. So when you're out there exercising, don't be complaining in your head about, oh, I hate doing this, I can't stand this, I wish I didn't have to do this. That's not going to help you improve your health. You need to have that cheerful countenance and be like, yes, this is doing my body so much benefit. I'm going to feel so invigorated after this. I can't believe that I get all of these wonderful benefits while I'm walking and doing something so simple. We needed to have that cheerful countenance. And it's nice to have a walking partner or somebody who can encourage you, even if they don't live by you. If you have a good friend or family member that can encourage you with your exercising and all of that, it's really great to talk to somebody. Or if you have a dog, dogs love to go out and walk. Oh, dogs are wonderful. Well, why not violent exercise? Why not get out there and do this violent exercise when you're done eating? Because you want to burn those calories, right? Well, wrong. Councils on Diet and Food says to engage in deep study or violent exercise immediately after eating hinders your digestive process. So that's why you don't want to do that. Too much exercise too quickly is more dangerous than no exercise at all. So after you eat, you just want to do a short, slower walk and do the violent exercise maybe an hour when you're done eating or, of course, definitely before you eat. Okay, now according to Lee Wellard, who is at Wildwood Lifestyle Center, when a person exercises too vigorously, the body can produce blood clots and it will affect fibrinolysin, which is an enzyme that has a role in blood clotting. So when this gets affected, it can lead to heart attacks. Remember, 1 Corinthians 9.25 says, every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things, and that includes exercise. Yeah, we don't want to have a heart attack, so we have to watch our walking. Right, and HR April 1, 1872, paragraph 5 says, hours should be spent each day in walking or in working in the open air when the weather will permit. So she's talking about hours, not just right. a little bit, but for a couple of hours at least. Well, if a person walks at least two to four miles a day, plus you walk 10, 15 minutes after each meal and, and you do some outdoor work in your garden, like in the summer, or if you have to rake leaves in the fall or whatever, shoveling snow in the winter, if you're unfortunate enough to live up north, <laughs> uh, you will get your, your exercise, no doubt about it. Now, they say that 10,000 steps a day should be your minimum, but that's about three to four miles a day. That depends on how fast you walk. I mean, how long your steps are and stuff. But if you're walking three to four miles, you're going to be fine. That's a good amount. I walk five miles a day 
except on Sabbath. I walk Sabbath. I don't do my vigorous walk, but I do my digestion walk. But if we go on a hike or something to a, a nature center or a nature park where we're walking on a trail or something, walk a couple miles or something, that's good too. But that's my day off. <laughs> Six days a week, I do five miles a day, seven miles a day when I walk with you sometime. And then I'll do another couple miles. So I, I'm getting enough of my walking in, which is great. And I love it. I feel good doing it. Right. So now we need to know about how often. Well, proper exercise daily, it says, with taking full inspirations of good air combined with plain nourishing diet, free from grease and spices, avoiding pastry and unhealthy condiments will do much to restore health to the invalid. Those who would enjoy the blessings of health and strength must have a proper amount of exercise daily. That's true. Also, I wanted to mention that you have a wonderful resource at your fingertips, which is modern technology. So there are apps that can remind you, timers that can go off, programs that are available to help you to know how much you do lift weights, how much to do it, when to do it so you're not doing all at once, when to go outside, timers for drinking water to help remind you to go outside and when to do all of these things. So we have a wonderful resource that we need to use more often. So get apps for a water app, get apps to remind you to go walking. All of these things are a wonderful way to help keep you on a schedule, to keep it all booked, and just to have that schedule so you aren't frazzled and like, oh my goodness, I forgot to go out and do walking, or I overlooked the time. We have to have that schedule and it will help you a lot. So what happens when one doesn't exercise? Well, we're told in ML page 136 that it is the inaction of the human machinery that brings suffering and disease. And then we're told in the next paragraph says more people die for want of exercise than through over fatigue. Very many more rust out than wear out. So yeah, when you're not exercising those muscles and doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to suffer and you're going to have disease and sickness because you need to be active. Without physical exercise, no one can have vigorous health, we're told in CT page 307. So we need to get out and exercise. Our body is a well-oiled machine and we need to oil it and part of oiling it is exercising it and in some cases want of exercise causes the bowels and muscles to become enfeebled and shrunken and these organs that have become enfeebled for want of use will be strengthened by exercise which is in three testimony 78.2 also if one doesn't exercise we're told in 3t 76 that they fear they will be made worse if they labor or exercise when this is just the change they need to make them well without this they can never improve wow that's amazing a lot of people think oh yeah i can't exercise that's going to make me feel bad and that's wrong that's false thinking right turn that around and get out there and walk it'll make you feel better now what about those people who have jobs that sit all day for instance ministers teachers and students do not become as intelligent as they should in regard to the necessity of physical exercise in the open air they neglect this duty which is most essential for the preservation of health. They closely apply their minds to books and eat the allowance of a laboring man. Under such habits, some grow corpulent because the system is clogged. Others become lean, feeble, and weak because their vital powers are exhausted in throwing off the excess of food. The liver becomes burdened and unable to throw off the impurities in the blood, and sickness is the result. And that's found in CH 572.1. 
want. That's very true. Like I said before, every hour you need to get up for five minutes and go for a little walk and stretch out. Yes, that is very beneficial. And as somebody who has a job that she sits down for most of her day, I do notice it is nice to get up every once in a while and stretch my legs and go for a little walk. And it just helps with back issues and your legs to get stretched out. And it just, it helps a lot. Right. Well, what about the sick now? We did talk about that a little bit, but we're told in SPM 137, point two there's a work to be done in treating the sick with water and teaching them to make the most of sunshine and physical exercise thus in simple language we may teach the people how to preserve health and how to avoid sickness and then in councils on health it says those who are feeble and indolent should not yield to the inclination to be inactive thus depriving themselves of air and sunlight but should practice exercising out of doors and walking or working in the garden if invalids would recover health they should not discontinue physical exercise 2t page 528 so those who have those sedentary lives definitely need exercise and we kind of touched about this on a previous podcast but if you remember when we talked about when covid first came out we were talking about combating the diseases and one of the things that they did when smallpox came out they placed their beds outside in the fresh air and sunlight and they discovered that those patients that got the fresh air and sunshine recovered remarkably faster than the ones who were left indoors with stagnant air. Right. One more thing to know about exercise. And we're told in CT page 308, the greatest benefit is not gained from exercise that is taken as play or exercise merely. There is some benefit in being in the fresh air and also from the exercise of the muscles. But let the same amount of energy be given to the performance of useful work and the benefit will be greater. Right. We get blood circulation equalized, blood circulation quickened, expels impurities, body organ strengthened, and these are all of the benefits of exercise. Right. The bowels are strengthened, the brain is relieved of weariness, your digestion is aided, disease is prevented, person who are diseased are helped, your diseased stomach is relieved, your digestive organs are helped, your healthy tone to your skin we talked about. And the entire human system is invigorated. Girls are improved in their mind and body and also men too. It gives life and strength to invalids and your kidneys are strengthened and your liver is strengthened and your lungs are kept in good working condition. And strengthened as well, yes. And your mind is influenced healthfully. Your muscles are given tone. Your muscles are strengthened. You recover from sickness faster. It's a remedy for disease. Your skin has a healthful glow. Waste matter accumulating in your system is worked off. And also youth is protected from secret vice and blood sent to your extremities. Beneficial in treating colds and especially now that cold and flu season is upon us. This is wonderful to know. Nerves of sick people are also benefited by exercise and it also helps to regain your body heat and your sleep is better induced. We have references for all of that what we just said. It's all in the spirit of prophecy. Right. Now the people who need exercise 
exercise. I would say everybody, wouldn't you? Yeah, everybody in this world needs exercise. There's right. not one person in this world who doesn't. And we're told brain workers, children, doctors, indoor workers, invalids, ministers, people employed indoors, school children, sick people, mentally ill, speakers, students, teachers, young women, you know, youth, men, old men, young men, boys, everybody needs exercise. Even people who are in a wheelchair are given physical exercise to strengthen the muscles that they can use. Right. If they can't get up out of that chair and walk, they can sit there and move their arms and lift their leg and do all sorts of things that they can do sitting there. I'd say the only people who can't really do it are the ones who cannot move like the quadriplegics, the coma people, and all those types of people. But even if in a hospital, you'll notice that they'll move those patients side to side so they don't get bed sores. And so even in the hospital setting, we just have to do if you can do it do it that's the principle right medical science even confirms all that we've said it talks about uh, exercise how it can relieve arthritic pain cuts prostate and cancer deaths fights the flu lowers your colon cancer risk prevents disease lowers breast cancer risk all kinds of things exercise is good for and so medical science is backing up what God told the prophet many many years ago and it's never too late to exercise even if you've never exercised in your whole life and your middle age do it anyway there's lots of medical science articles on exercise and walking we can provide those if you're interested you can burn calories and all sorts of things there's more information and quotes on walking it lowers your blood sugar disrupts your body's carcadian rhythm and it's decreased physical activity worsens copd and too much sitting even causes anxiety so walk one to two miles before breakfast is really excellent for the body we're told in first testimonies page 464 a walk before breakfast is really great again in ls 168 1915 we're told and it's really beneficial to get up in the morning and walk before you eat so if you can do that that's great for those of you who have to go to work get up a little earlier and go for 15 20 half hour walk if you can it's really great and do some more later like we said before just increase it little by little every day if you're not accustomed to walking and just add a minute or so every day or two minutes whatever you feel comfortable with but get going get out there and get moving (laughs) yeah you may be doing a little bit at first but then you'll be strengthened and you'll be able to increase it and before you know it you'll be walking circles around other people right well we're told in ministry of healing page 240 he may be able to do but little at first but he will soon find his strength increasing and the amount of work done can be increased accordingly that is good news indeed sure is so to sum all of this up exercise is vital right and we need it every single day even on the sabbath but like you said in a more relaxed state go for a hike go on a nature walk just go outside and enjoy the nature that god has created and speaking of exercise you and i need to get out and go for a walk yes with that being said remember what it says in matthew 5 16 let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven now that you know about exercise go and tell other people about it and we're gonna go to take a walk now after talking about all of that wonderful exercise thank you for coming on with me and talking about this mom you're welcome glad to be here with this being said let your light so shine so that you are star witness for the lord